In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A number of years ago, I took several students to France. And on one occasion, we made plans to offer Mass at the American Cemetery in Normandy. So this was a special occasion. So some of the students, though, had decided they were going to see if they could convince the tour guide to ask me to cancel the Mass because they wanted more free time to explore. Of course, after the tour guide spoke to me, I gathered all the students in one room and expressed to them how sad and disappointed I was with them and that I felt shame for their behavior. Now, I must tell you, there is nothing more effective in making teenagers feel guilty than telling them that you are disappointed in them. I may not be Irish, but I know all about Irish Catholic guilt. Our Lord in today's gospel must have experienced the same tremendous sadness and disappointments with the Pharisees and the scribes who tried to attack his credibility and that of his disciples because they failed to observe the purification rituals that was expected of every devout Jew to follow. And it wasn't because our Lord did not care for religious observance of the Jews. There were many examples in sacred scriptures when our Lord and even his parents, St. Joseph and our Blessed Mother, observed Jewish laws. For example, Mary and Joseph presented their son at the temple shortly after he was born. And whenever our Lord performed the miracle, he would always advise those who were cured to present themselves so to the priests and offer thanksgiving to God as demanded by Jewish law. So our Lord was not against traditions and rituals. Traditions and rituals can actually help us connect to the spiritual side of things. And that's, that is what it's meant to do. What our Lord was critical about was using them for corrupt reasons, namely for personal promotion, like saying, oh, look how good I am, how holy I am, and for duplicity, meaning being two-faced or using, using it to cover up your double life. Our Lord accused the Pharisees and the scribes of two things. First, hypocrisy. And secondly, substituting human rituals for the laws of God. First, hypocrisy. The word hypocrisy comes from the Greek word hypocrites, which literally means someone who acts out. Like an actor on a stage, the person who is a hypocrites lives his or her life without sincerity. They are what we would call today as being fake. In our Lord's time, these individuals believed that if they followed certain rituals or carried out certain practices and actions, they would be justified before God, regardless of what their hearts and their thoughts were like. Outside, they were model citizens. They looked like devout Jews who cared for the law of God and they cared for others, especially the poor and the vulnerable. But deep down inside, they could care less. They do things so they can look like law-abiding Jews in front of others. But in reality, it's all a show. We call that today what? Virtue signaling. And secondly, our Lord accuses detractors of misusing traditions and rituals and substituting them for religion. Again, by following the law, they look like devout Jews. 
but in reality, their hearts are far from being devout. They find all sorts of clever ways and arguments to justify their evil actions. They've created an elaborate system by which they can basically get away with anything. So if it's not convenient for them, for example, to associate with the outcasts or to help the poor, they're able to find an excuse for not being able to do so. Now, as I was reflecting on all of this, I kept thinking, don't we do the same thing? Don't we sometimes act just like the Pharisees and the scribes that our Lord at one point even called out as brood of vipers? Like the Pharisees, we could easily fool ourselves into thinking that because we have not committed any crimes or have not gotten caught or we can put up a good show that somehow that absolves us from moral responsibility. We might even convince others that we are good Catholics or decent human beings because we say the right things or do the right things and follow the right things. But in reality, it's all acting. Or perhaps, like the scribes, we are clever and ingenious. We can come up with great arguments and excuses for doing what we do or to justify living a consistent life that we know is contrary to God's commandments. I often, people, I often hear people say this, for example, and you probably have heard people use this. Jesus said, don't judge. And, and usually people say this as an attempt to either justify immoral behaviors or to stop a conversation. What did our Lord actually say? What did he say in Luke chapter 6, verse 37 to 38? He said, Don't judge, and you will not be judged. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. The measure with which you measure will be measured back to you. Our Lord was not saying that we should not be accountable for our immoral behaviors, or that we should not correct or admonish one another. In fact, our Lord often admonished people. Our Lord often corrected immoral behaviors and, and encourages his disciples to do the same. So did our Lord contradict himself? Of course not. Our Lord was instructing us on the manner that we should judge others. Doesn't judge or don't judge doesn't mean that everybody gets a free pass. It means that if we want God to judge us with mercy, compassion, and forgiveness, we should judge others with mercy, compassion, and forgiveness. And so we can misquote scriptures to fit our agenda or to avoid accountability. Remember, even the devil can quote scriptures. And so in conclusion, when we reflect on the accusations labeled against the Pharisees and the scribes by our Lord, we too should feel some sort of tugging in our own hearts because we know deep down inside he's also addressing us. His words may even make us feel uncomfortable and annoyed. And if it does, good. That's a good thing because that means that the Holy Spirit is working within us. The Holy Spirit is purifying us and challenging us to be more authentic. That is the point, isn't it? That is what our Lord was trying to teach the Pharisees and the scribes to help them realize and to help us all to realize that what matters in religion 
is not just the outward expression of righteousness, but above all, the interior dispositions of our souls. Whenever we encounter God, whether in prayer or service of others or in the sacraments, whenever we go to confession or or receive His body and blood in the Eucharist, we are given an ultimate gift. And what does that gift do to us? It changes us. It challenges us to live our lives in authenticity. We can choose to live a life of lie or we can choose to be transformed. We can choose to live in the delusion of our fantasy or we can choose to live in reality. We can pretend to live a temporary life of happiness and contentment or we can choose to live a life of perpetual joy and peace. The choice that God offers to us is really simple. In the end, what kind of person do we really want to be? Do we want to live a life of holiness, integrity, and virtue? Do we really want to live an authentic Christian life and not be a fake Christian? In other words, do we really want to be a saint? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.